Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. It's 105 in Edmonton. The show brought to you, as always, by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, We are going to get to an Edmonton Eskimos game preview coming up a little later on in the hour. Right now, though... We're talking ball hockey, specifically here in Edmonton. Pleased to be joined in studio by one of the captains of the Edmonton Savages program and certainly one of the most successful programs recently uh, right across the country. So, Scott, uh, thank you for being in studio. And uh, let's get a thought before we get into the particulars of the Savages on your background with the game of ball hockey. How did it all start for you and and how did you get to where you are now? Well, uh, you know, lost love of... uh uh, lost love for hockey uh, in ice, and and so jumped into ball hockey there. And uh, first shift, uh, fell right in love with the game, and uh, stayed with the team called the Predators until we uh, got up to Div One. Uh, a lot of the guys thought it was a little bit past their prime, so moved over and and jumped onto the Savages, which was one of the greatest. Uh, decisions I'd made in my ball hockey career, if you call it that, and uh, it's been a dream ever since with uh, the team that we have. You did have a chance to play pro in Germany. So this is something that, uh, you know, not a lot of people get to experience. There's thousands of ball hockey players in the city and and you get to go pro. Just talk to me about that experience. Yeah, that was kind of funny. You know, they had uh, this thing on the website about, hey, Team Canada, yeah, tryouts. So I I kept trying and trying. Unfortunately, I was Div 4, so they kept saying no to me. (laughs) So as a persistent uh, persistent person, I, I just kept saying, please, please, and ended up going out there. Um, playing, getting yelled at by the coach of Team Canada, which I think helped out because they pulled me aside and said, hey, you could play uh, pro if you worked hard. I kind of gave a chuckle, ball hockey professionally. Uh, mm-hmm. Four months later, yeah, you know, I was in, I was in uh, Kaufburn, Kof, uh, can't even say it, <laughs> Kaufburn, uh, Germany, in the yeah. Bavaria district, and I uh, got to play a season there. You know, more of a life experience almost than a hockey season, but... Uh, 
the amount I learned was incredible and uh, brought it back to Edmonton here. So Scott, you mentioned that uh, you did, you played ice growing up and then you fell out of love with it and you shift over to ball hockey, which those who have crossed that line will know they're very dramatically different games. For those who don't know, what are some of those differences? Uh, well, number one, there's no gliding. <laughs> you don't glide like yeah. you do on skates, which is, uh, that's a work ethic that you need to have when going to play ball hockey that people are not ready for when you switch from ice to ball hockey is that work ethic. No slowdown. Um, you know, the rule-wise, you high-stick the ball, that's a two-minute penalty right mm-hmm. off the bat, right? And that's hard to do sometimes. Uh, the coolest part, which I think is the dynamic of the sport, is when you get onside. So once you pull that ball over, over blue okay uh, now that center line is the clearing line so you have right. half the surface to play with while in zone uh, it's an offensive driven game a lot more space a uh, lot, lot of one touch passes and give and goes it's it's exciting I swear so now as a member of the Savages you've gone to five consecutive national championships representing Edmonton representing ball hockey Edmonton um, it didn't start out easy for you guys in that stretch and then you end up back to back national champion um, uh, so maybe walk me through that experience. Yeah, so our first year, you know, we went to Saskatoon. Uh, you know, I some of us had played on some other teams in Nationals, so we kind of understood a little bit. But from a team aspect and running it, we were we were definitely green and new. And we went in there, and I think we barely won a half a game maybe, maybe a period. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a great experience. Uh, so, you know, our core team, we looked, we talked. What can we do better individually and team-wise? Uh, we went into Ottawa with not our full team again, you know, trying to get the buy-in, right? We pay for it ourselves. Uh, and and I think we won a game and a half there. So that was a little bit better. We're moving forward. Um, and then, you know, three years later, we're in Vancouver, and we win our first two games. We have our team, we have our goalie, and we have a coach. And, you know, we end up going to play against the Montreal Red Light, our, you know, team we want to beat the most, the, the dynasty. And uh, we lose to them in quarters. Uh, or sorry, in semis after winning our first quarterfinal match. And then we went on and won uh, our first bronze. And that was huge for us, you know, huge for a medal for Alberta because they didn't really medal often. The next year we went to New Brunswick and uh, kind of a Cinderella story. No one thought much of us except for us in the dressing room, you know. The coolest part about winning that Nationals was no one thought we would and not one ego in that dressing room. The dynamic of that dressing room, you know, still gives me chills. Uh, to relive it and think about it, the memories, uh, it was incredible. Um, but it's funny because you, you go next year to Winnipeg and and they think you you were lucky, you got lucky, right? right? They're and still so, not taking you seriously. No, and that's the fun part about it, right? And you're also in your head, the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. Was that a fluke? Yo, did we do that? But this, the second part of it is you do believe, right? And, and you could feel that in the dressing room. And uh, we always talk about you have a loss each year that everything turns around you know our coach Jason Cormier talks about it and that one dynamic loss that just gets everyone on the same page and it was at the end of the round robin in in Winnipeg last year and and then we went 3-0 and quarters semis and, and finals letting one goal in uh, and it was a domination and and we were so proud of each and every one of us in that dressing room and to celebrate again you know uh, though I asked, what do we do after we win the first one? Well, we do it again. And I'll tell you what, it's that much better, that much better. So it was incredible. Thanks. So we talk a lot about uh, the Oilers dynasty, similarly to what you just described. It started with a couple of tough losses and having to learn how to lose in order to know what it took 
to win and to take that next step. Did you think that you had a similar experience there and, and being humbled in your first couple of experiences? Well, definitely we're on the same wavelength as the Oilers Dynasty <laughs> and Savages, right? But no, you know, as me and you were talking a little bit at the start, psychology and, and how you deem failure, how you accept your responsibility inside failure or, you know, first attempt at learning, right? So, yes, 100%, you know, and it, it was our, our structure, our, our leaders on our team that helped everyone else, um, you know, understand why these losses are good because when you fail it shows you where you failed, which is funny because it shows you where you need to go. It tells you what you need to do to succeed. So that's the great part of it, uh, even though it's tough in the moment. Now, again, we mentioned as we talked to uh, Scott Holbin from the Edmonton Savages ball hockey team here, one of the leadership, um, part of the leadership crew on this team. And when you start to take it seriously and you start making these national level achievements, I mean, that kind of, it keeps breeding the success, but the camaraderie as well. I feel like you guys have a tight knit group. You've, you're all pulling on the, on the same line, moving in that same direction. And that's important in all sports, but you know, something like this, where it's a very niche thing. I think a lot of you guys understand that this is a unique experience that not many people get together. So that helps you bond throughout these national championships yeah. or, or even here in Edmonton in the regular season. Absolutely. You know, the bonding and the dynamic actually you know I almost wanted to start talking before you were done there mm -hmm. the dynamic of the team there's so many different types of leaders um, and so as a leader you're learning as they're teaching and as you're teaching right so we have different ethnic groups you know uh, different past we have guys that have drafted to the NHL guys that just played street hockey mm -hmm. you know and and we're playing on the highest national level and and some of us get to go play on the world level so people kind of sit there and say ball hockey haha ha. I get it I really do but we won national championships in ball hockey we this is the best of the best in ball hockey right mm -hmm. that is amazing you know I've sat there myself and said okay it's ball hockey Scott but then I sit there and say, Scott, this is ball hockey. Like, this is the best of the best. Yeah, you get to play that competitive nature. For real. And for, that's just the athlete that's coming out in you, right? Yeah. Uh, um, importance with the familiarity of the team. I notice a lot of the time when you get teams at the, even the professional level, if there's a lot of turnover, uh, it, it's tough to gel. It's tough to find that success. But you guys have a core group. And really, uh, aside of, from a couple of pieces, I think it's basically the same team year after year doing what you guys do right yeah it's so true and you know our first four years uh it was remotely the same team besides maybe four or five people coming in and out of a 22-man roster which is pretty good um and that's the reason why we got to win and, and we got to understand what was needed to win and, and how to express that and show everyone and lead to show everyone not just say it but lead it on the floor this last year, um, you know, was a little bit different. We had about maybe 10 new guys and six or seven of their very first nationals. Highly talented, young, maybe middle-aged, you know, kind of young mm -hmm. guys. Um, so it was a totally different dynamic for a leadership group to, to come in and keep people confident, um, structured, because we have structure, we have, you know, uh, formats on how to play the game. And what one, one, when one person does one thing, this is what you do, right? So 
to keep everyone on the same page, you have to have that leadership group. And, and yeah, this last year was a little bit different because of the young group, but, man, they were talented and they, they stepped up to the plate. We've got Scott Holbin in here from the Edmonton Savages, and, and you talk about that structure. There's more to it than just getting out there with a bunch of talented guys and running around the ball hockey floor. You guys have systems in place. You guys have a coach. I'm, I'm sure your coach is sitting there looking at what you're doing wrong. I mean, you can get this stuff videoed now. It's It's incredible the advances that you can take but you've got to be willing to take it seriously enough in order to have those things in place right and that's what's led to your success yeah the thing is because the sport is growing and and that's our main you know concern too is not just winning but growing the sport because we love it so much we do take it serious we we do and it's not like you know we're writing down losing writing down everything about it losing Mm -hmm. sleep over it but we understand what it takes to win and what we need to do so you know i i train i go to the gym and it's not just training for you know ball hockey it's for everyday life you want to be fit as we see in the world Mm -hmm. health is number one and so we train, you know, and some of us train in different ways based on what we need to work on. You know, also looking at what you need to work on. What are you not good at? Really understanding to yourself, I'm good at this. It'll be there. Let's work out what I'm not good at. And you're helping yourself so then you can better yet help your team. And and it's so cool to be able to handle positive criticism inside that dressing room. And because we've created this, this comfort area where yes we're not perfect weird we're mm-hmm. human right we're not perfect we make mistakes and we're okay with being told that so we can be better right if we can be told we're making mistakes everyone else hears that everyone else does it we just become better as an individual and then a team it's it's an incredible dynamic i think part of what makes ball hockey unique is the age at which your prime is uh, you mentioned you're you're into your 30s <laughs> yeah. now uh, i look at uh, i look up and down the roster uh, joel andreessen is your captain lee Jubinville. Is, is one of the more experienced guys, yep. Sonny Brar as well. Yep. And and so when you go to Nationals with your tutelage, your desire to help bring the up-and-comers, I look at uh, you had Navi Brar, you had Cashton Murphy go with you yeah. this year. So um, being in your prime now, but also a, a more mature human being, I mean, you're helping the young guys just by virtue of being there and being in that room, I think. Yeah, that was, you know, I actually got into coaching this year, you know, try to motivate a 16 and 17, 17-year-old, talk about a <laughs> experience so but that helped me because I knew we were gonna have a young young group highly talented but young and it was it was a learning experience for me again and I think you know for Joel and for Lee and for Jason Cormier our coach and Sonny Brar and for the young guys as well because you know we've always had kind of an older team uh, or you know all the same age so to have these young guys come in and, and teach them the little things about hey yeah you got beat there yeah, you made a bad mistake. You know, not trying to focus on the negatives. You know, also say, hey, that was a great play. So mm-hmm. it's that balance of, of showing, hey, you screwed up, but don't worry about it. Think about it, move past it, and let's get back to, you know, doing what we need to do. So it, it's that balance of not being too hard, but, you know, being positive. Every person is a little bit different. So it's not just understanding, you know, the play. It's understanding the person and how they relate to, you know, positive criticism and and stuff like that so it's it's 
we're always learning, you know, in every aspect of the sport, uh, the team, the camaraderie, uh, the systems. It's a lot of fun out there. We are chatting with Scott Holbin from the Edmonton Savages. Five consecutive Nationals appearances. You went back-to-back 2017-18. At the end of the day, though, Scott, you're all working men. You're, this is a this is a hobby as much <laughs> as it is uh, as something that you guys take incredibly seriously. So uh, talk to me about just getting ready. You're only playing with the Savages in the summer season as a group. It's not like you know ball hockey Edmonton goes year-round and yes. you guys kind of separate in the, in the fall and winter or you take time off, whatever it is. When you're getting geared up to go to one of these tournaments, what's that process like for you guys? Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about like after the summer's over, we we have fall season, then we have winter season, and we yeah we we split up uh, so we can play against each other and and just you you go play with kind of your friends who you kind of grew up playing with, you know like I play with a guy named Johnny Grant on the Killer Bees and you know he's he's the reason I play a lot of ball hockey so I got to give him a shout out mm-hmm. right, but. Um, we go and we play these to have some beers with the people, to see our buddies again, stay relevant. Um, and as that summer season comes, uh, April 1st, and we start playing in Ball Hockey Edmonton, where the competition is, that's when we really step it up. That's when we're like, okay, you know, sun's shining, birds are chirping, and we're running, okay, and we're shooting. And that's the fun part about it is when that summer hits, you, you start getting mentally ready. And, and you start getting back to your team game, you know, together everyone achieves more. I got a lot of friends that will laugh at me for that. But when when you start getting back together, it comes back like riding a bike, and then you play your 24 games in the summer, and then you play your playoffs, right? So you, win, you, you want to win your cities, and then after that you want to win your provincials. And then after that, you're, you're, you're right into nationals. And it's incredible to say, oh, it's we're in game two. And then you're like, wait, this is game 24 now. It, it goes yeah. so fast because we're loving it. We're having fun. So a lot of us, you know, that play in the national level, especially our, us 34, you know, 32, 36-year-olds, mm-hmm. <laughs> we train. We, we do. We train quite a bit. The younger guys maybe don't have to. But uh, it makes the game more fun. The higher level you can play, the, the more fun the game is. Give me a thought on what uh, Ball Hockey Edmonton kind of enables for you guys. It wasn't just the Edmonton Savages at Nationals. The top whale were there as well. Uh, Neither team advancing to the medal round, unfortunately. But to give you guys the forum to do what you love to do, it's got to be something that you appreciate for sure. You know, it's funny. Like When I I said I, I, I... stopped playing hockey because I found a, a lost a love for ice hockey. My cousin Colin just kept pushing me to play and and so I did and I remember my first shift I fell in love, right? Mm-hmm. Under like first shift I remember it vividly. And to understand that, you know, from playing that sh- that one shift to now that hey, I could go play provincials, I could play westerns, nationals B, nationals A, world championships. Like, how cool is that? You know, especially mm. for these guys that didn't get a chance to go play juniors or maybe overseas or professional because we, we're Albertans, we're Canadians. We want to play in the NHL. We right. get it, right? So this is our second chance kind of thing to play something at a high level. Competition stays in your blood, stays in your life. Um, and you get that release of life. So it's so cool that, you know, now we can send two Edmonton teams, right? Um, and and you, you look at B Nationals, you look at the women's, you look at uh, C, C Nationals, and so many more teams out of Edmonton are going, and, and they're doing better and better. Um, so it, it's great to see that sport grow inside Edmonton because every year more teams, more individuals uh, are joining it.
in order to continue that growth, in your opinion, Scott, what needs to happen? And and you're talking off air to me about maybe trying to push this to be an Olympic sport. So wh- where do you guys go from here, not only with the Savages, but sort of with the ball hockey community as a whole in order to, to bring it maybe to more relevance? Um, you know, that that's a big question, and, and it's a question we're asking ourselves every day. Um, obviously, knowledge is power, so getting it more out into the media, doing interviews like this, we're trying to do more and more. Um, the more people know about it, know how affordable it is, especially in, you know, a, what do I, how do I say this? an economy we live in mm-hmm. where there's a lot more i guess you know blue collar lower end where they can afford this right and you're getting that competitive nature and there is something you can go do you can go play overseas you know you can go play world championships in slovakia or or germany or switzerland so that's that's questions we're constantly asking ourselves as well um so i'll, I'll give you more on that one when we get there as well so uh, we'll end with this, Scott. Uh, the celebration, I'm sure, just have, for having experienced nationals is, is winding down. When does does training ever stop in terms of trying to qualify for 2020? That's Yeah, so I actually just sent a group chat or a, a sentence out to the group chat. So I'm like, guys, I got the post-competition blues. And that's a real <laughs> thing. You know, after you're done on that high and then the next week you're like, what am I doing with my life? Um, mm-hmm. You know, at my age, you know, for me, I'm, and I know for Joel, uh, we we want to play Team Canada again very bad, and we want we want a gold. So I'm gonna take a little bit of time off, go do some aqua sizing with uh, with the older ladies, get my <laughs> body right, uh, and then I'm I'm getting right back into training again uh, for the next uh, six seven months um, before the next summer season because next year in uh, 2020 um, in Calgary where nationals are. Uh, in 2020 uh, they'll be selecting for Team Canada for Worlds uh, in 2021 so that's that's next up so training never stops technically yeah Scott it was an absolute pleasure having you here with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Studio, I can tell you're an excellent ambassador, not only for your team, the association, but the game as well. So thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad a bit of a remix there. Sam Roberts meets the Tragically Hip. Honestly, I could get behind that. Though I will say rest in peace to Gord Downey. Uh, That was a great conversation there. Uh, Just shining a light was Scott Holbin on sort of the the landscape of ball hockey, something that I, I know there's a huge market for here in Edmonton, but it's also a bit of a niche thing. I'm sure there's thousands of, of Ched listeners right now who don't really have a concept of, of how seriously it is taken. So uh, having the curtain pulled back on that a little bit, certainly exciting. I did want to talk fantasy football, but frankly, the text line is full of gold right now. So keep that coming, 630-630, when we come back after a global news weather traffic update. More of your most memorable live sporting experiences. It's Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.